Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Let's go. This is nuts. I mean, come on. Gators not slowing down. Keeping it rolling. Two commitments right here on this Monday. Six in the last three days for the Gators. On fire. Keeping it rolling. Marcus Mascall, the latest. The offensive lineman from Georgia committing to the Florida Gators over LSU. And, whoo, man. I mean, like I said, she just stay live. She just stay live. Uh, now I think it's going to slow down right here, <laughs> but what a lot of fun uh, covering these Gators uh, over the last few days and just keeping us busy, keeping us busy, right? Uh, look, it, um, we waited. We've waited for this one uh, and a lot to be excited about right here on the heels of another commitment for the Florida Gators. So plenty, plenty to get into, of course. And, and I'll even uh, go back to this past visits weekends as, uh, this past weekend's visits as well. Uh, to kind of uh, you know, kind of set the stage moving forward for recruiting. Florida hosted these three official visit weekends, uh, and you know a lot of storylines coming from those. But one more this past weekend, and we'll get into of all the guys that were on campus that didn't commit. <laughs> uh, what are they waiting on? Uh, but a lot of commitments, of course, this past weekend. A lot of visitors uh, got to see it. You know, you guys have seen the videos out there uh, of those guys committing at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill uh, in person. So hopefully, some of these guys got caught up in it. Uh, but but big time right here. Uh, Mascall didn't visit this past weekend, of course, but still uh, Gators are able to reel him in. We'll get into that storyline a bit of how he ended up a Gator right here when it seemed to be trending LSU uh, for his services there. But Gators come through uh, right here for another commitment to the class of 2024, this time on the offensive line, uh, and plenty, plenty to get into with all this recruiting. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. I mean, come on. What, what are you waiting on? I mean, all this great news. Uh, you know, God, you know how we do it. You know how we do it when uh, commitments are rolling in. Um, actually got a you know, day off of work here, so I'd be able to really do the instant reactions right here. Uh, kind of, of course, you know, not the only one, but the, got the inkling that these are coming, so we're ready to go uh, with these episodes as soon as these commitments pop. I mean, it was 1 o'clock when, uh, when he's committing, and we're here at 105 <laughs> doing it live. You know, not, not a pre-recorded. Sometimes I'll pre-record them, uh, but no, we're going to do it live. You know, so you guys can leave the comments as well, like, subscribe, Comment. I'll get into your comments as well uh, during this episode here, but the Gators really, really knocking it out of the park right here on this recruiting front where on Gators Breakdown Plus 2, the conversation continues. Get your commercial-free episodes there as well. And, man, just a lot to get into right here with another commitment for the Florida Gators. So let's get into it. Gator Nation, you know how we do it. We got to commit. And this time, it is Marcus Mascall. Three-star on both services of the 24-7 Sports Composite and the On3 Industry Rankings. 24-7 Sports has him as the 669th overall prospect, 51st offensive tackle. On3, 612 overall, the 40th ranked offensive tackle from Snellville, Georgia. Yes, you heard that right. Georgia, another <laughs> Georgia product coming to Gainesville right now for these Florida Gators. It's up around Atlanta, of course, six foot four, 292 pounds. Worked that left tackle for South Gwinnett squad that competed in Georgia's highest qualification or classification. Uh, he visited LSU on that June 2nd weekend. So when all these official visit weekends started, he was on LSU's campus. He was in Baton Rouge visiting that purple and gold of LSU. And then visited Florida the next weekend. 
And he just wrapped up a visit with NC State this past weekend. So LSU was the trending team here. LSU was the team to beat, it seemed, coming out of that visit. Then he visits Florida. But it was close. I mean, he admitted that LSU was still the team to beat after he visited Florida. And Florida ends up getting him here. I mean, he admitted, I mean, he's on campus or he visits Florida, admitted that LSU was a team to beat, but Florida made it close. And it seemed, you know, on LSU side of things, Florida side of things, until very, very recently, that, you know, over the weekend, this one kind of switched and, and changed the trend that instead of LSU, it was going to be Florida. So this may not be the last Florida-LSU battle for offensive linemen. Ori Williams and Ethan Calloway may be a battle between the Gators and the Tigers. Williams visited LSU this past weekend. Calloway visits the Tigers this weekend. Uh, But, you know, it's about time where another team felt really good about getting a, a guy, and it turns out in Florida's favor, that it turns. And instead of trending in one direction, it changes in favor of Florida. We've seen it happen to Florida, where Florida thought the you know, TJ Moore uh, not long ago. He didn't visit Florida on that official visit weekend, but you know, Florida was trending. He visits Clemson, and Clemson gets it. And now it kind of comes out that maybe Clemson was more of a threat than we originally thought. But still, you know, there, there's been some times where we thought Florida was the trending school, and Florida's the team to be only for that player to go somewhere else. Well, it happens the other way around. This was LSU of about till about a couple of days ago. Then it turns into f- favor of Florida. You know, Florida had a lot to overcome. Florida really had to turn this one to get Marcus Mascal. And you know, he offers he offers some versatility up front. He can play on the edge uh, at tackle, of course, and, or inside. And you can certainly see uh, when watching his highlights, he's not a soft offensive lineman. Plays very physical, strong hands. Um, you know, that really helps him because he's not the fastest uh, in, or has the best footwork. He's not the fastest in the footwork department. Uh, but shows good reaction uh, in what a defense throws at him, looks comfortable in, in various blocking schemes. He does a good job of blocking down in the run game, and he can really pull uh, in the run game as well. So you know, we'll see if he can pack on the weight probably needed uh, right here, but you know, looks to have the frame this staff likes in that 6'4", six, 6'5", six, range here for Marcus Mascal, the product from Georgia, choosing the Gators over the LSU Tigers. So this is the third offensive lineman, of course, for the Gators in this class. And you know, third more likely in the offensive tackle role you know, with recent commits, Mike Williams and, and, and Noel P. Uh, so we're going to call him that. Uh, Port Yegan, I'm, I'm going to assume. Uh, as I said, I, I said I probably wasn't going to try and say it again, but uh, there, maybe I got it right that time. Uh, but we'll call him Noel P., of course. I wanted to uh, give us the, at least a full name so you know who I'm talking about. Uh, so, of course, you know, no home runs, the big, big, as far as recruiting rankings go uh, for this offensive line class right now, but certainly coming in with the size. I mean, Noel P and Mask all in the 6'5 range. Williams coming in at 6'7. I mean, the size is there. That's something, the, the, the part of it you can't teach, the part you can't develop is that, uh, you know, how, how big, they, how tall they are. Now, the way, of course, you can certainly start working on, but, uh, uh, but the 6'5", 6'7", range right here for the three offensive linemen coming in for Florida right now that are committed, a lot of size. And we, we knew that. I mean, the, the kind of you know, the measurables Billy Napier says he likes to go by. They got these verified measurements that they like to go 
to go to go with. And right now you see it. You know, as far as the offensive line, it was the the staple at Louisiana is a big bodied offensive lineman and going to continue right here at Florida with Darnell Stapleton, Rob Sell leading the way. Uh, you know, the size is certainly, certainly going to be probably the, that first check mark uh, those guys look at. So great, great way to kind of I'll say for now put a cattle. I don't expect any more today on this Monday unless there's just a complete surprise here. We'll see what happens in the coming days for the Gators, but six and three days, two and one day right here for the Gators in the trenches, building up the trenches. I mean, the offensive line, the defensive line recruiting is really, you know, besides uh, you know, the, the, a recent tight end commit, of course, if, it's like Gators really, really hit the trenches. I mean, big, big time pickups along the offensive line and defensive line in the last couple of weeks. So, all right, 15 players in the class now of 2024. 15 players. And look, I just did an episode not long ago <laughs> after uh, Boro commits to the Gators, and he was the 14th. Now we got the 15th here with my skull. Uh, Florida sitting now at number five. Number five in the 24-7 sports composite. And let me make sure about that, but I'm pretty sure. The calculations there. Yep, number five. Jumping LSU with this one. So LSU, this was a Florida-LSU battle. Well, this one tipped the scales in front of Florida right now. Florida with 15 commits. LSU sits at 18. Florida was able to jump LSU here into the top five. Florida with an average of 92.39. LSU with 90.05 with 18 commits. Florida's got about a two-point better average. And in comparison, this is looking at the top schools here. Georgia, 94.33, the number one class in the country. Whew. Hey, they're not slowing down. I mean, Florida's got a, a couple wins here lately, but as I mentioned, you know, Georgia's still got that number one class, probably going to finish with that number one class. Uh, but, you know, you start closing the gap, uh, hopefully a little bit. Uh, Michigan, number two class at 90.81. You know, and these are three stars right now for Florida, and still this average of 92.39. Better than number two, Michigan. Uh, about a point behind Ohio State, 93.26. Ohio State, 14 commits, one less than Florida. That's why they're at number three with a 93.26 average right now uh, as we're you know, here in late June. Uh, Notre Dame, 19 commitments, a 90.65 average. I mean, Florida's average is just up there. That's how you are you know, only 15 commits in that number five right now. Uh, LSU at number six, Penn State at seven, Oregon at eight, Stanford at nine with 22 commits. So, of course, that won't last. 22 commits is uh, Minnesota's at number 10 with 23 commits. So, of course, we've got some time. We'll see how all this plays out. But you're topping your Georgia's going to be there. Michigan's going to be there. Ohio State's going to be there. Notre Dame's going to be there. Florida's going to be there. LSU, of course, Penn State, Oregon, Stanford, Minnesota at nine and 10. Right, we'll get rid of them. Clemson's at 11, USC 12, Tennessee at 13. Of course, you know, haven't said Alabama's name yet. You know, they're going to make their run. They, this is just kind of their MO. Alabama's going to come up there. Uh, so, uh, not. Not, not mentioning your name right now, but that's not a that's not a shot at them. That they're going to be up there in this grouping when it's all said and done, of course. Uh, we'll go through it. Tennessee at 13, as I mentioned. South Carolina at 16. Florida State at 18 with 11 commits. Uh, South Carolina has 11 commits as well. They're, they're at 16. Uh, Alabama's at 22. Uh, eight commits. That's why. <laughs> that's all. Their average, 94.37. 
Georgia's average right now, 94.33. So Bama, of course, lower, So, but and they're going to recruit well, but that average is up there. So they're going to make their move at some point. We know, we know that. That's a given. Uh, but that's about the only team. I mean, Miami's at 29. They'll make a little bit of a run uh, as well to get back up there. But there's your, there's, your, there's your update. Florida's sitting at number five right now, 24-7 sports composite. And, of course, going to keep them right there at number three uh, on the own three rankings as well. So two top five classes in both services right now, right there for the Florida Gators, all you could ask for right now. Told you guys to be patient a little bit. I, like I said, I, I, I understood. I was getting a little impatient myself, but was willing to wait till these three official visit weekends. And, you know, Matt Scott was one who visited a couple weeks ago and then commits. So there was, I told you guys a storyline of kind of that's kind of how it happened last year. You had a lot of these visits. They didn't commit right after the visits. Now, you, you did have it this weekend for Florida, uh, but Matt Scott was one that didn't commit right after his visit, ends up committing to the Gators anyway. So just let it play through a little bit. Let's let it play through. Like I said, if we wanted to hop on this, you know, positively or negatively, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, when the time comes, uh, but this this weekend was going to be big. You couldn't go three weekends without you know having a little more something. Florida did it right here. Um, yeah. But uh, big, big, big few days here for the Gators. So of course, you know, mentioned state of Georgia, and we're going to go through it one more time. Just did it on the last episode, but we got to update it now because just another. <laughs> from the state, state of Georgia mascot, uh, of course. Uh, but Miles Graham, Amir Jackson, Nasir Johnson, Josiah Davis, uh, Makai Burrow, and now Mascal makes it six from the Peach State. I mean, that's uh, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy when you think about it. Uh, but you know, get some good players from that state of Georgia. Florida, uh, you know, state of Florida will start coming around a little bit, uh, of course, as well. Uh, but that's interesting trend. Early on, six from the state of Georgia, two from the state of Florida, two from Maryland, two from Texas, one from Mississippi, one from North Carolina, and of course, one from Germany. Uh, so there's your class breakdown one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, three linebackers, two defensive backs right there for the Gators. So then Amir Jackson listed as an athlete, uh, but He's a tight end. So they, 24-7 Sports has that listed as special teams. Uh, but no, one tight end uh, as well for the Gators. So, all right. Said we were going to take a look back at this past weekend uh, as well. You know, let's go through the comments for a second. Let's, let, let's hit the comments. Uh, there's a lot to go through. So I don't want to bore too much, kind of go through. I'll, I'll work backwards. Actually, I'll go to the top. Let's see. I'll go to the top here. Uh, all right. Let's see. Martin says, yeah, keep the fire burning. It, it, it's hot right now. It, it, it's smoke. It should be blue flames. Blue flames right now. Orange and blue flames everywhere. But, yeah, there we go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> James O'Brien says, Billy saw us doubting in the Gators Breakdown uh, Plus. Uh, yeah, I think that means Gators Breakdown Plus recruiting chat. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe so. So uh, we'll keep that one. Keep it going. Hopefully so. They've been busy. Absolutely. I'll take this busy. I'll take this busy anytime. Any, anytime. Never a dull moment. Absolutely. This is the way it's just been going. It has been going. Nikki Bella says the Gator train is rolling. Um, all right. Let's go. Go uh, through some more comments. 
some weird negative comment about you know did anyone I mean, right? Did anyone forget that we lost to Vandy and go 0 4 against the rivals? No, nobody forgets that. But how are you going to change it? Recruiting. That's how we're going to change it. So, I mean, I don't get the need for that. I probably shouldn't have even really acknowledged it, but I don't really get the need for a comment like this on a good day like that. And there's plenty of time to talk about that. Uh, Uh, David Schlarp says, is there a reason Florida can't seem to land elite offensive linemen? This is a recurring staff issue, staff after staff. Now we have two all-line coaches, still can't get any five-star guys. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, you know, the state of Florida, for one, just doesn't have them. Um, now when they do have them, you, got, you need to take advantage of it, uh, you know, and, and get that. But the state of Florida, just, just not a great offensive line hotbed. Uh, in, in the recruiting world. So, I, David, I hope, you know, with, like I said, I hope Billy Napier works out and he's here for a bit. Um, you know, there are, is some good development to point to from his days at Louisiana uh, and now Osiris Torrance from Louisiana and Florida. Yeah, hope that you can start selling that a little bit better. But you said, and you're, you're right, it's not the only staff that's at least had trouble uh, recruiting and in, in, in recruiting the elite prospects in, in that regard. It's been... It's been a bit. It's been a bit. I mean, you know, had um, Martez Ivy is probably you know the last biggest one uh, there, and you know didn't necessarily live up to that five star status. But uh, you know, Florida's still been putting offensive linemen in the league too. Uh, but it's just something. Yeah, you you'd like for the home state to be better, so you have a better pool. Uh, but then hopefully, as this thing rolls along, you're able to go out and cherry pick uh, some of the better offensive linemen there. So. Uh, Fletcher Westfall, of course, I, I think is uh, one to look out for. That's on the, on the higher level uh, that we should be on, on the lookout for uh, here as we move forward in this class. So, all right. Um, yeah, never mind. I see Ryan Smith just wants to be pretty negative here. So, there we go. I won't reference him too much anymore. Um Let's see. Oh. All right. I'm about caught up on the comments right here. Here we go. Gator Josh. Gator Dave. Love what Blue Chip Billy is doing. Building through the trenches. Fans need to let Billy Napier work. Do his thing. Greatness takes time. So, well, I mean, this is it. I mean, put this way. 24 class is pretty much going to be, you know, the the benchmark for Billy Napier's career here at Florida. I mean, with quarterback DJ Lagway, with putting the pieces around him right here, this 24 class is probably pretty much going to make, make or break Billy Napier. I think, I think we know that by now, by the time this class gets on campus, it'll be his third season. I think he's probably you know, going to get that fourth season just to how things work out. And I think you know, we'll be far enough along where this class should have some sort of impact and we'll see what sort of impact. But yeah, I mean, I, that's and his his approach is going to take time. That's just it. I mean, I know some of us would want it a little bit faster. You can take different routes. Um, Billy Napier's route is going to be methodical. Doesn't mean it's going to work, uh, but he's going to make it his approach, uh, and we'll see if it works. Um, he's going to do it his way, and I and I laud him and, and applaud him for that. It's just his way's got to work. His way's got to work. But a lot of it's going to depend on how this twenty four class really really shakes out. 
All right, let's let's uh, just kind of maybe keep on that, and then I'll turn the page. Dave, do you think Lagway starts freshman year? Right now, I don't. I don't know if you want him necessarily to. Now, if he comes in and improves it, and absolutely will, you know, comes in comes in and proves himself as a true freshman to be able to do so, then I, I think that I, I think you have to put competition with him. So I'll say, I, I guess I'll say it that way. I think Florida will go transfer portal again, especially with Austin Simmons and, and that storyline. I, I did speak about this a little bit more uh, on the Austin Simmons uh, episode a few days ago. So I'll just quickly summarize that. Without Austin Simmons, I think you make sure you go get a transfer quarterback for 24 season. So you don't have to force Lagway in as a starter. Now, if you bring in somebody, uh, and I hope it's somebody on, a, on, on the, the higher level uh, of you know, somebody who's been more proven and somebody maybe taking that jump from a, another school where they've had some success or maybe even a lower school and had some success, and you can count on them uh, to be maybe a bridge in 24. But if he comes in here as a true freshman and you bring somebody in like that and it's a true competition and he ends up winning that somehow, then, oh boy, I mean, I think you've done something really good. But I don't know if you, with that schedule – in 24, I don't know if you necessarily want to force Lagway in there to, to being the savior uh, of a 24 season uh, right there. So, and it, look, if he's if he's not starting his freshman year, that's not a knock on him. It is not. No, what's a, it, as good as he can be? I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there who are not ready their freshman years. That's asking a lot, especially with that schedule. I mean, that's asking a lot of a true freshman quarterback. But I think you got to bring in another. Bridge quarterback and make it a real good competition. Then you get your answer. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going with some recruiting news. Um, Blanco, there you go. Uh, that'll be uh, one. I'll get back to your comment there. I'll, I'll get into it. He's asking about uh, the wide receiver from Florida State, of course, and uh, Tawaski Abrams. We'll get in that here in just a second. But uh, let's start with some big names. Uh, that were in Gainesville this past weekend, Jamonta Waller. Uh, if you're on Gators Breakdown Plus last week, I, I was telling you I felt good about this one. Even, even before he visited this weekend, uh, there was some conversation going on about Waller, the, the product from Mississippi, uh, one of the best edge rushers in the country, and you know outside linebacker types as well. And I was telling people cautiously optimistic with that. Of One benefit – of Dan Mullen being at Florida was I got a little bit of contact in the state of Mississippi. So I asked around a little bit and Waller was one where, Hey, Florida's a serious, probably a more serious threat than anybody's willing to give him credit for. Then I think it started picking up over the weekend. Uh, so I, I, I was asked about him last week on Gators breakdown plus uh, on the discord server. And I said, cautiously optimistic right there. And it caught some eyes <laughs> right there a bit. So, And then it kind of blows up this weekend. So one I felt good about coming into the visits, uh, and even better coming out of the visits this past weekend. I was hoping he'd go ahead and pull the trigger, uh, but he's going to wait in that August 26th birthday that he has. Uh, he's going to wait till that to commit. So there's a lot of times for things to change, of course. Uh, we know how recruiting goes. Hopefully nothing changes here. Uh, Florida would absolutely no be my no brain pick right now for Jamonte Waller, but he's gonna, you know, put Auburn and Penn State with Florida in his top three. Wouldn't surprise me if Ole Miss tries to get back into it as well. You know, I, I was surprised that they weren't really in the top three, uh, or you know, if you made a top four or five. Uh, but maybe Florida could push up this timeline here. Great relationship with fellow Mississippi native and Florida Gator running back commit Kanan Daniels. So Waller. Um, one I, I'd be looking out for, hopefully, uh, to end up in this Gator class right now. 
big, big time prospect from the state of Mississippi. Uh, Teddy Foster was another big name coming into this weekend. Maybe on commit watch for some people, three-star cornerback named Florida, his leader coming out of the visit. Um, and we'll, something that's going to help. He's coming back to Gainesville this week before making a visit to Miami this weekend. Uh, he's certainly somebody to, that's probably be a candidate to commit next. We'll see if Miami can slow this one down or other schools because Foster's picking up a ton of momentum uh, in the, in, in, a ton of steam in the recruiting world right now. Uh, so he said he'd like to decide in July. We'll see if other schools get involved, maybe slow that down a bit. But right now, the Florida leads for the three-star cornerback. I look for him to rise uh, in, in the ranking. He's getting a lot of love, as I said, from a lot of programs out there right now. Uh, so we'll see if uh, his sister just graduated from Florida. So there's a little bit of connection right there. Uh, so Teddy Foster, a cornerback to watch out for, uh, and some good returns from him this, come, this past weekend. Another cornerback, Wardell Mack, officially visited. We'll see how this one shakes out. Florida has some higher cornerbacks on the board with the likes of you know, Jamari Howard, Zay Mincy. Uh, so this may turn into a timing, a timing recruitment. Uh, LSU doesn't seem to be pressing as much either. So this one could go on for uh, a little while, but um, you know, we'll see. We'll see where this one turns out. But as I did last episode, and a big shout out to Florida Victorious. I mean, hey, all these good news that we've had the last few days could not happen without them. And recruits take notice uh, with you know, NIL happenings around college football. And certainly uh, when they're on campus at Florida, start asking current players about how it's going. And the reviews couldn't be any better for Florida's new NIL leader with Florida Victorious. And, hey, they have that message board as well. There's a link to join in the description. You can get access to a message board through Florida Victorious. Uh, an EH uh, poster there, of course. Um, I'm going to continue with something that you know he put out there, uh, kind of a snippet there. Gave you a, a little bit on defense in the last episode, but even more with this defensive back class. Uh, and he said, you know, he likes where Florida sits with, te with Teddy Foster. And after the last class, EH says, of course, we don't have a lot of numbers. Uh, so only one, two more besides, um, you know, who Florida uh, already has or could have. Uh, he says he's had his suspicions that Jamari Howard has been yanking the chain and had them before he canceled two OVs, of course, on June 2nd and June 16th. Um, he said, I'm going to wait to see him do something concrete to show his rumored interest in Florida. Uh, he was afraid Zay Mincy was trending like Deontre and uh, LJ. Lots of visits, fall OVs, but now he's officially visited Florida State, said FSU is in his top four, uh, and still seems to be trending toward a summer visit to Florida. So it feels good better about Zay Mincy. But it does say he doesn't think him and uh, LJ McCray are a package deal. So EH with a lot of good information uh, right there on the Florida Victorious message boards, uh, given his recruiting thoughts. He goes position by position as far as recruiting goes uh, on the Florida Victorious boards. Another angle, another insight uh, there from EH. You guys know him from a lot of the, the message boards on Twitter uh, as well, but really brings it on the Florida Victorious board right there today. All right, so let's keep it going. And what's going to happen at wide receiver? Uh, that's probably one of the most interesting position groups to move forward with right now for the Gators. EH, as I said, has his thoughts right there on Florida Victorious. But uh, going through it here, Tawaski Abrams visited Gainesville this past weekend. He's an FSU commit. And, of course, Isaiah Williams is in the fold and certainly going to be pushing and hopefully keeping the pressure on Jeremiah Smith to flip. Uh, but Abrams, the FSU commit, might be a serious flip candidate. 
Now, he's going to visit FSU this weekend, so they may be able to shut it down on their end. But if not, look for a possible flip to, flip to Florida, um, maybe even one before he makes that visit. We'll see. I mean, this one is worth keeping an eye on. I think Florida made some major moves uh, this past weekend. I think they were in good shape to make anyway. And he was really interested in Florida, even being committed to FSU, really interested in that Florida visit uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, or this past weekend. So we'll see what, what comes out of that. Does he commit before then? Does he make that FSU visit, stay with FSU, or flip to Florida? Uh, definitely one uh, to keep on looking out for right here uh, for wide receiver Tawaski Abrams. Another commitment to an in-state rival, Chance Robinson. He's certainly keeping the door open for a flip from Miami. Uh, but so, yeah, Florida's really in the game for some flips here. I mean, Jeremiah Smith from Ohio State, that's, the, of course, Krim de la Krim, the top target out there. Uh, but a couple more, a couple more to, to kind of look out for. Uh, we'll see what, you know, what Chance Robinson does. And uh, um, he's going to be visiting Miami uh, and see this, where he's committed. He'll visit Miami this weekend. So we'll see uh, where, where that heads. But Florida's certainly in the market for some flips at the wide receiver position. Uh, but maybe we're uh, not looking for a flip. Dre Hawkins, of course, has been a name that we've been discussing at the wide receiver position for a few weeks now. He has a decision coming up. Uh, he's visiting Penn State this weekend and then has a scheduled commitment timeline of June 26th, so a week from today, next Monday. Uh, something that could help Florida here. The Florida's in good shape anyway, and it seems to be a Florida-Penn State battle with West Virginia maybe on the outside looking in. Uh, so yeah, I think Florida was in it anyway, but something to keep an eye on that could help Florida. Oregon had a decommitment from wide receiver Tysir Denmark. Uh, he was at Penn State this past weekend, decommitted while on that visit. Decommitted from the Ducks. Uh, it looks like he wants to flip to the Nittany Lions, and that could open up the door for Florida to be the landing spot for Hawkins. So this could be this could be a who wants in first between Abrams and Hawkins because they're both on the smaller side, the, the burner speedy side type of receiver, not the big body guy, but more the, the slot receiver. Get the ball in your hands and run. Use that speed. I'm not sure the Gators take two in that mold, so it may be a, a who wants in first. You may have to speed up your decision. Hawkins, if you want to be in, you may not can wait till your Penn State visit this weekend in June 26. Or Abrams, if you want in, maybe don't take that FSU visit this weekend uh, there. So, look, both could turn in to next week as well, uh, but it could be a first come, first serve for those two guys and the other one on the outside looking in if they wanted to be a Gator. So, that's uh, wide receiver is going to be really interesting seeing how this turns out. You know, Jeremiah Smith, I still think Florida's in it more so than a lot of people will give him credit for. I'm not calling for a flip, uh, but I do think Florida is really put the pressure on as in a, in a good shape. If something happens uh, different than Ohio state, I would expect it to be Florida uh, right there to maybe be on the rebound as it stands right now. Now he's going to visit Miami. He's going to make some other visits. Uh, it's kind of expected, uh, but he is going to visit Miami. I believe this weekend as well. So we'll, we'll see where it goes for Jeremiah Smith, but Florida, uh, putting themselves in good shape if he is going to flip from Ohio State. All right, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. But, man, a lot to be excited about, a lot to be excited about. We'll see if I get any kind of break right here. <laughs> hey, I don't need one. If, if, if Florida wants to keep bringing out this good news, let's, let's go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, but, um, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, all right. Let me go. Um, Gator Nation. Uh, let's see. 
comment here. We literally are a four-star player away from jumping to number three for recruiting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think where we're at right now, if it tr keeps trending the way and some of the targets that are out there, I mean, this class should be firmly top six or seven. I, I would I would assume. I think it stays there. Uh, we even like I say, Alabama's going to come up and make their move. So you know, you'll move them into the group of Georgia and Ohio State and Florida right now. Alabama there, so there's four teams right there. Uh, you know, the Clemson is doing doing really really well. Uh, we'll see where some of these other schools, but I think you're, you're Florida five, six, seven range uh, right now. Certainly, certainly attainable. Let's see. Some good comments throughout this episode. Josh Church says, I can't believe what's going on. No, I know. I mean, like I said, there were some bumps in the road along the way, but like where we're at right now. Like where we're at. Chris Sorley, does the whiff on the 23 quarterback search come back to haunt us? I mean, that's that's tough to, to, to definitively say one way or the other. Uh, it's certainly not ideal. I mean, you don't have the highly rated recruit. I mean, Max Brown's the only guy you brought in from high school so far. Um, not sure with the, just the timeline of transfers you brought in. DJ Lagway coming in if he ever really gets the shot of being a starter. Um, and I said I do fully expect Florida to bring in a transfer again next year to be a bridge to Lagway. So uh, Max Brown's been your only high school guy, and so I mean you, you've got to nail it next year for the transfer uh, quarterback. So no, I don't think it comes necessarily back to haunt Florida. Certainly not ideal though. You'd love to have guys in the program you develop to be yours. Uh, and as I mentioned in the Austin Simmons episode, the storylines that go through the 2023 quarterback cycle are just unbelievable. But no, I, I can't say either way right now. Um, so, oh, all right. See people asking for the closed caption. As far as as far as the live stream goes, I can't. I I can't. Uh, I don't have the option to set it before it goes live. I can set it on the replay, but I can't do the closed caption live. So I'll do some research uh, and see if there's a way to do it. But the program I use, um, I don't know. I'd probably – let me see. Well, let me see while I'm live right here. I'll have to go to the YouTube version. Hopefully, if you hear it in the background, don't uh, – nope, I can do it on my video side, but I can't do it on the stream side. So I'll do some research and see uh, what happens there. Um, and see if I can enable the closed captions on the live streams, but certainly on the videos, uh, the video uploads. But uh, as I'm live here, don't see a setting to do it. So sorry about that. Uh, but like I said, I'll, uh, if that's going to be a, a request you guys are looking at, I'll see what I can do uh, to make that happen. Right, there we go. There we go. Some more, some more good news right here. Marcus Mascal, a Florida Gator. One more offensive lineman. Third offensive lineman for the class. That's right. Here we go. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. A lot of fun. A lot of fun right here. For us, you know, for, 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 for the Gator fans out there, for me, covering this stuff. I like being able to hop on here with you guys, talk about all the good news here. Uh, we'll see how much recruiting slows down, if at all. Uh, right here in the, in the next week or so, but it'd be time to kind of turn the page and look forward to the season a little bit more, about a month away from SEC Media Days. All the college football magazines are out there. 
Uh, so Will Miles and I will be getting together again in about a couple of weeks. We, we hammered it out this morning as far as the schedule goes. And we'll be uh, kind of taking a look at this preseason magazines, uh, what the opposing coaches are saying about the Gators, Billy Napier, and all that good stuff. So all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.